What's up, those boys fans? This is episode 27. My name is Zach. Yes, hi, I'm Nathan. And uh, we are those boys who started a podcast about religious trauma. Um, We have quite the history with uh, growing up in the Northern California Calvary Chapel Christian Church. Mm -hmm. And we're coming out clean. Coming out as clean as we can come out, that's for sure. But we're damn sure not coming out swinging. No. Um, we're just coming out talking more like ju- jujitsu, jujitsu. Indeed. Indeed, you know it's like as the as the the punches come in, I shall take the punch with me, mm. and then roll with you to the ground, and we'll take a nap together. Nice, yeah. Because I'd rather sleep with you than beat you. Mm. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. It does sound a little strange, but it's okay. I forgive you for being strange. Thanks for being here, everybody. And uh, Zachary, it's very good to see you. Thank you. It's good to see you too. Um, I know that uh, setting up the cast with you before we get started is always fun. And uh, I guess um, I'm feeling a little bit, I am very present right now, but I am a little more edgy, but not in a bad way, Mm. in a good way. But some things are catching me off guard as in like, I started to feel a little stress setting up with you. I don't know. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling pretty stressed. It's a stressful, uh, I don't know, life's been a little more hectic and busy and uh, getting in the right mindset every Sunday is a little tough. But, yeah, it's invasive. Um, I love talking with you. It's like, I actually, I actually look forward to it. Mm. I do. Because yeah. it's like, oh, this is exciting. Like every Sunday night, it's like, no, but it's cast hour. And like yeah. Megan's getting used to it. And um, But at the same time, it's like, oh, no, yeah, we get to cast and like set up and do something like creative but I don't want to talk about anything. Yeah. There's some, want, sun, there's, some <laughs> there's some uh, Sundays that are And we're just not difficult. interviewing anybody. And I know we don't have to keep saying, like, I think it's... Your cord's hooked to the back of your chair there. The whole point of this is to, like, be um, talking about our trauma. And I just think that, like, that's part of our sacrifice. Well, we also got to build a platform for what that it. trauma is. And I think that's what we're trying to do with this series thing is legit just talk about our trauma so that if people, even from our past wanted to know what we were doing it's like you could at least go back and see what mm. we what we're talking about because the end goal is to yeah bring as many people into this community as possible and interview them do you really care about people from our past seeing this is that what it's um, about showing them teaching no them? not from our what past you- i was just saying if oh like if any if like people from our past stumbled upon it they have something they have a platform to talk about it also, oh, you mean also like people like, that have like left the church or not have left friends the church, or, or people of the church it's just a safe space to see, yeah, to see what we're trying to create is a place to just to talk about this, not to jab or say like bad things or negative things against Christianity or anyone else's religion. It's more just to talk about the effects of these religions or our religion on our upbringing and and speak about the negative sides of well, exactly because you have to belief systems. You have to when it affects you. You know, I saw a picture on Reddit recently, and it kind of connected to. Um, one of the topics that we're going to be uh, talking about, not this week, but next week. But I feel like we can still talk about it. Um, if you've been listening, uh, you know that we kind of have been doing a five-part series just to keep mine, myself and Zach in kind of like a more steady and stable and more uh, collaborative, I don't know what to say, cohesive conversation around our religious trauma because it's really easy just to get clouded with everything and talk about all these different topics rather than stay concise and so this is going to be, we took a little break last week and we talked about my uh, psychedelic integrative therapeutic experience with some close friends that was highly medicinal. 
um, please talk to your physician and a uh, medical professional if you're interested in anything like that. It's not me or Zach, <laughs> but um, uh, I am only a language model. I do not need please see a medical. <laughs> well, I think everyone has the right to their own psyche, though. Oh, absolutely. I think it's ridiculous that um, hallucinogenics are still illegal in our country. You know how like people on the stock market, like on Twitter, they're like, this is not financial advice or what do they yeah. say? Yeah. It's like, this is not mental health advice. They say at the end of every tweet, just so if you use their, their advice to buy Maybe something, they can't get sued. Mine's like, it saved my life. <laughs> this is not mental health advice. <laughs> Please consult your Yeah. Nothing wrong came I think out after of the last cast, I said... Um, I don't know, after listening to all this, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, you be the judge. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's like, this is my experience. But as we talked about last week, that was, was wonderful and have been reaping the wonderful benefits of that this whole week. So, but the first we talked about, number one, we were talking about, I can't remember what order it was, but it was, it was prayer, prayer, worship, worship rapture. rapture. Now this week. This week. Out of four out of five. Yeah. Let, me, let me hear it. Give me a little drum roll, Zachary. Faster. Uh, I guess you're, you're the guitar. I, I, lo- the I love making you do the drum roll, though. It is the trauma of youth pastors. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting topic because um, when 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 you're one of us, if if you're if you're one of those boys, which those boys is I know boy is like a gender type term, but honestly, this isn't a non-gendered version boy. <laughs> if you're one of those boys who has um ever been to a youth group. Yeah, or even a youth camp. Or youth camp or church, and then you get sent off to like the kids group yeah or the, the, the sunday school of a, even like church he had youth yeah. uh group after or for church yeah normally like at our experience it was like you'd stay in for worship and then everyone would split off high school and junior hires went to the youth group and kids went off to sunday school but everybody worshiped together mm. and so i guess in this like trauma timeline for the church experience right prayer happened before worship in our like prayer circles mm-hmm. the pre-worship team we talked about that a lot and then worship itself um, and I think like the sermon within that sermon, the raptures talked a lot about, so we talked about that and this one being off to like youth group, youth group is like a whole second family mm. or it is another family. And sometimes could even feel like a second father. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I think that that's like a lot of most people's experiences, like whether it's, I mean, you could compare maybe you'd want to compare a baseball coach or a football coach or a soccer coach, any type of coach to like a, you know, youth pastor. You would hope like a youth pastor is really it's very similar. Healthy it's very, very similar. Just like a coach would be. And the difference is that like for soccer, it's like, it's all about like training and helping somebody, like focusing somebody's athleticism. energy. Yeah, athleticism. Whereas like a youth pastor is like focusing somebody's oppressive thinking yeah in a very manipulative and seductive and best friend way yeah hey buddy yeah hey buddy i'm younger than the pastor i'm the cool kid what are you really doing behind the curtain yeah you can tell me yeah you can tell me anything you know maybe most kids had it well but for pastor's kids when a youth pastor is like hey you can trust me though i won't tell your father my boss yeah it took me i never learned 
I never learned the lesson. Uh, I learned that. I told them I everything. learned that uh, that lesson when I was about seventeen. Yeah, somewhere there. <laughs> like right when you're an adult, you're like, yeah. Well, right, I, I don't right think when... I could trust you with what I tell you anymore, <laughs> sir. No, right when you're like, I'm not coming here anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, of course, of course. You know, I think I'm done with this whole youth group thing, which means you've been telling my dad everything I told you. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of my experience was I was very close with youth pastors and going to so many camps. And, but um, yeah, so that's what we're talking about today. And I think we'd gotta, we just got to jump into it because the game that we're playing is a little bit longer and it's another 2.0 second rendition of this a game we've played, but it's a fun one. And we know if you're listening to the cast, once again, thank you for being here. Yes, indeed. Um, but it might be harder to listen to the game and we would imagine only our strongest fans stay for the game. Yeah. And we're also here for you. So it's also way more entertaining if you're watching us play. Yeah. I think it's more entertaining if you're watching us in general because we have gorgeous faces. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I we think do. We're, we I, I have been attracted to myself. Oh, boy. But in a very healthy way. Okay. Ego shot, no ego. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, Nathan. Is that you? Wow. Have a great day. You're so fucking hot. Yeah. Give it to him, dude. Yeah. And then I'm like, bless, 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 bless. Oh, is that a reflection of myself? Thank you. 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 Love it. We're back. That's called two brothers having an ADHD fun moment. Because also we're beautiful. Should watch the cast. We're beautiful. Should watch the cast. Come put your eyes on my face so you can hear me teach you ta- trauma. Trauma, trauma, trauma. We once were rappers. Sex still a rapper. Hit it, yeah, yeah, I'm still, still a rapper. I'm still a rapper. I trap her. And then him and the flapper. Him and the Dude, every time you try to get me to like do rap, rap on here, you always give me a beat that that's like do. really tough. Yeah. And it's like, do you know this is a dance? We're dancing, That's the we're dancing, dancing, you know, dancing. The whole point is to give you something you can't do. So yeah. that it's just like, and they flubbered. Yeah. They fumbled on out of that one. Yeah. But I also don't think of myself as any any form of freestyle. I hate freestyling. Anyone, anytime anyone's like, Yeah, you're white. Like it's freestyle. It's like, dude, no, no, no. That's not my sport. I'm a song. There's like writer. logic. Logic can freestyle and Eminem can freestyle. Uh, most white rappers are like, There's actually I, a lot I of write my rhymes. Amazing freestyles. But also like little them. Little Dicky, he's a white rapper and he's an amazing freestyler. I mean, yeah, he's also, he's, he's, there's a lot of great rappers out there. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm just not a freestyler. I mean, I do but believe I that do. there is a, there is a calling to this. And if you can freestyle rap, you know, you can, you yeah. know, you can, you know, you talent. can, you know, you can do it. Like I'm really good at percussion. I don't have to show you again right now. Let's <laughs> get back, back to it. it. Let's get back to it. Lead the way, Zachary. I'm gonna let you kind of spearhead this. <laughs> I think I, I was, do. I think I do have a lot of trauma around this one. Well, so I know I do. The church was thriving when you were in the youth group, and the youth group was. What do you What do you mean by that? Our father's church. From your experience, uh, our father's church had a flourishing youth group of like 17, 20 kids, and you guys were all very tight, and you all had great friendships, and you the youth like camps were really big, and you had a a, a youth pastor that was the cool ex-basketball player, you know, it was like, it was just like, cool. You had, you had a really cool time in the youth group where I was in the youth group for about a year until all of that ended mm. and you guys all graduated. I see what you mean now. And then I got the different youth group yeah. with me and one girl. Yeah. And that was it for about two and a half, three years. And so we'd go to, I'd go to like youth group and it would be me, a girl, 
and the youth pastor. Oh yeah, I remember all those now. And so it was a really yeah. weird time for me to be the youth group because the only time I'd get youth experiences is when we'd go to like gleanings for the hungry or certain youth So this camps. time period you're talking about for as pastor's kids, our youth group, like you remember it, like it was a pretty popping youth group then for the time, just like for when you for were- kids that would go to a youth yeah, group and yeah, check it out. Yeah. It was like, we, yeah, it was, yeah, felt really fun. Yeah. And then when you were in, it's like a lot of us grew up yeah. and weren't in the youth group and a lot of the younger siblings. Well, it's just by the time I was of age to be in the cool youth group, that's when you like a year later were breaking out of the youth group. Yeah. And Natalie met Justin and- I was breaking out of the youth group and the house. <laughs> you know everything changed then and then like, I was still the young like 15 year old forced to go to youth group till about almost 18 and it was forced because I didn't want to be there but we had two different so we, we went told, through two different youth pastors and um, you were there with, for two different youth pastors yeah, but it's a different trauma for those youth pastors than you and I, it's so extreme that I want to approach it more on just like you can bounce off me and, I, and I'll I'll okay. throw some questions at you sure. to get you to talk because I already know it's like when I think of trauma, I'm like you had huge relationships with a very specific youth pastor um, through very young times of your life, whereas I was always just kind of like the young kid that was looked over for a good. It's interesting period. too, like whenever we do this, there are, there's just like a timeline. Like I was two year two and a half years older than you, so growing up in the same family with the same church. Like I was put in positions that you watched two years earlier. Mm -hmm. And then like, as you moved in those positions, those positions change, I guess, you know, like, and so you watched. And so like, I'm sure you see me as having like, or like assuming like, yeah, I knew Nathan. Like, I'm just like imagining the way you saw me back then with this person and these youth pastors Mm -hmm. and like knowing how. Well, you were the cool drummer kid. How deep I was and how close I was with these people. Yeah. Especially one in particular, which I think you can talk about. But something I just thought of, because um, I was just trying to write down some of the trauma I have, mm-hmm. and maybe you can just bounce off it. Um, but I did have this moment of where I feel really privileged that the trauma I have uh, coming out of Calvary Chapel Christianity with youth pastors is mental and not physical. Because I feel like it's a very common tale to have physical trauma from someone of a religious power stance and and you mean like sexual abuse yeah. like i'm really happy i wasn't sexually abused but i don't know i mean i feel like as we talk to more and more people throughout the years on this podcast maybe we'll learn about some stuff i personally that's why i said i feel very privileged that i wasn't yeah yeah it's it's a privilege that i wasn't sexually abused in religion in, in our religion i just wasn't and yeah. so I'm very thankful for that. And if you were to ask me that question, I'd be like, I didn't come here today to talk about sexual abuse <laughs> in the church. I don't know. I don't have to think about it. I mean, I could pick out some form of sexual mental right. training. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you that mean. I don't agree yeah. with, but I mean, like, I just don't want to fall into No, I know. And I think that, I think what you, what you're saying is just like talking with Chantel, who once again, our graphic designer isn't in studio this week, but we'll be back next week. You know, she has a big connection to this community just through friends. Yeah. Just like seeing it online. And when people come out publicly about experiences, it's, it is really heartbreaking and very angering and triggering to see this, the amount of sexual, like it's a, it's so important. I think it's so beautiful when people come out public, but like you don't ever have to come out public for anything. But when people do, it's like, there's a lot of stories out there that you can find online from sexual abuse in the church, something about oppressive leadership. Mm. And 
male oppressive leadership, but go for it. Well, and that's my next, my next point was youth pastors were always males. Yeah. I don't think I ever, well, there it's, it's a, it's, women were like the children's group. Well, it's against the law of the Bible to have a, a male or a female pastor. Yeah. At least the Bible of all types on. against the, the, uh, at least the non-denominational Calvary Chapel way, which has a very like non-strict approach to being a pastor, which means like each individual church chooses like that pastor is kind of the leader for that church. It's not like there's an overlord. When I mean, it's government body of the church. It watching is like all a government pastors. body though. You have like the pastor CEO, like we always well, talk about. But that, and then for the each church, pastor. most religions like Catholic church have like the Catholic, like you have to abide by the rules. And if you don't, you get fired. Yeah. You know, and there's like people above you that are like falling. There's like a code that goes hundreds of hundreds of years. Like Calvary Chapel is like a break off in a cool way of a Christian break off that's like they don't keep like there's no like um if you will historic like strong historical instant like i don't know i'm trying if you get what i'm saying but that like this whole women can't be pastors is such a specific thing it's a specific i mean like there is well, that I'm across just, across we the are, board we are speaking specifically though to our trauma right yeah and it was i mean i have countless times in my life where i that made me uncomfortable that only men can be the pastor like why? There was a church that we, me, mom, and dad would go and lead worship for. I know, I know that church, and that was a female, that was a woman pastor. I know, and I remember different religion. No, it's Christianity. Oh, it's different branch of Christianity, though. But that's my point. Yeah, but we're just talking about. I'm talking about our trauma here. Christianity is crazy, bro. Yeah, it's wild. Religion's crazy, bro. It is. But this is we're not talking about religion right now. We're talking about a f- completely different thing. Yeah, this is religion's safe. Religion's good. Mm. This isn't. This ain't. We're talking the fear you're talking about, like how weird and uncomfortable like there's no female leadership yeah ever yeah in this church well in and the way it's explained is uh women submit to your husbands and then also husbands husbands you submit to your wives no you put those women on a pedestal and worship them you you, you worship Bend them over backwards but if you if you know if you make some mistakes and some crazy rules they have to follow okay you're, i think we're <laughs> let's stay on topic that male domination. So you're talking man. about how there's not many female youth. There's like no female pastors at all. So it's just, that's that's weird. Yeah, it is weird, and it made me feel weird even at a young age. Yeah, I mean it's very obvious um, for sure, man. But let's just get at. Let's bring you into it a little bit. Um, so you you were really strong in the youth group um, since you were like 12. I want to say like 12 to like 16. But like late 15, right at 16 is when everything changed. Yeah, that's sweet 15. Yeah. Um, and we had a pretty influential youth pastor at the time that was the youth pastor for like six years, I want to say, at dad's church. Um, and you had a very tight relationship with this man. Yeah. What was that like having a youth pastor that influential at like such a young age? Well, this is going to shock you. Um, but it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was like a lot and I, you know, dad provided a lot. I think that like when it comes to the ages of like 10, 11, 12, like Evan's age, 11, he's like 11 and a half to 12 right now. And you can just, when you just hanging out with him, you can just see like, yeah, it's just like the drastic change, but it's so beautiful, but it's like, whoa, you've always been this. It's just been like, you haven't known it. Now that you know yourself more, you're learning yourself more. It's like, I, I, I can see when he's starting to have self-doubt. I can see when he's starting to have insecurities. I can start like, 
before that, he's just not like, he's still such a strong and like sweet kid, but he has like, you know, like when does, when did that self doubt start to kick in for me? That self-awareness that like, was it all really mean was right around like the time that like I had not only, you know, like, like a, the, that youth pastor you're talking about was like a positive male role model in my life. But if, if I was, but that's me filtering out everything that has to do with Christian dogma or the Calvary mm. Chapel dogma. And so there, I felt like when it came to just having an L, like having a mentor in life is so nice. Mm. So we have like, I have a therapist now, you know, and like he feels like a mentor. But growing up, I always had a mentor. I always had somebody I could go to yeah. that wasn't dad. Yeah. That wasn't a friend that felt like they cared about me. You know, they, they'd actually, they, they actually hang out with me more than dad does. Mm -hmm. I know dad loves me, but this person really cares. But in the back of my mind, are they just taking me out to lunch right now because dad's their boss or do they really care about me? You know, and I'd ask him, are you only taking me out to lunch right now because it's your job? And he's like, well, and he would explain to me like, I do, I take out all, all of the guys in the youth group and he wouldn't take the girls out. His wife would take the girls out to lunch. No, I know. And, uh, but uh, like that made me feel safe. But that made me feel safer. You know, yeah. it's so sweet. We'd be, you know, where would he take us? We'd go out to McDonald's. Who doesn't love McDonald's? And, but like we would talk about, like we just hang out and like it's. I think there's a like a lucky part of that to have like a a a positive influence, if you will, not talking the church thing, but a positive influence that's like involved in your life. That's an older guy who's been through a lot of shit that you know has been through a lot of shit and he's like I don't have much money man but I'm here to take you out to lunch you want to get some lunch and you're mm -hmm. like yeah and then you guys just make crack jokes talk about past camps and you're eating McDonald's and he drops you back off at school and you're like All right, I'll see you Friday night bro and you're like that's an older brother that's an uncle that's like a family member I don't have mm -hmm. and so I think I've darkened I've like I, I, I don't have with that specific person you're talking about the it's really hard when I was thinking about this today or in like this last week, like, is it bad? Do I feel trauma from them specifically? And I think that what is most shocking to me is somebody that was so involved in my life, like a father is that was intertwined in the church outside of the church you know, when it was time to move on for me to grow up and I got like everything we've talked about on this cast and, you know, ostracized, if you will, and felt really, I was angry and pushed out. They had already started their own church. They were in this transitioning yeah. period too. And everyone transitions, everyone, you know, for the mo it's hard to like run a business and people want to start their own. And so he was starting his own church around the same time that I was walking away, like had already walked out of the church and whenever I would see them in life, like whenever I would talk about going to mom and dad's church throughout my 20s, just to support them, feeling you know shameful if I didn't, you know, whenever I would see him, it was like seeing my older brother. Mm. It didn't feel traumatic. You know, this was a man who was married, who had kids, who was just a wonderful role model. Yeah. When I think of like, what's it mean to be a good father? He was. What, what, what does it mean to be a good friend? He was. Now, the shit he said mm. about masturbation and about relationships, women, you know, the things that were, 
I don't think he knew any better. When he became the youth pastor, he was my age eight years ago. Mm. You know, he's young. Yeah. That's what we talked about a lot. That's what's crazy. Hey, let's put this 24, 25-year-old into like a very serious position. And I don't want to get into their personal life, but they had a very similar personal experience as me with like being a being a what? Father. Father. Single, oh, at a young age, father. Yeah. And I looked up to that when it happened, when it, that became to my reality, dad was like, you should talk to them. And I went, no, why would I talk to him? And he was like, why wouldn't you? He's been through this. And I went, he went through the church, bruh. <laughs> it's like, I know all that. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I thought about him was like, he, he gave, like, there's not much, like the moment it was time for me to move on from the church mining that person's relationship that was I was so close was over. Yeah. It was like yeah. instant done. We're moved never talk again. And I didn't hurt from it. I didn't miss them. I don't even think they missed me. Mm-hmm. There was like there was times of missing the old days of the youth group, even when I was like walked away from the church. But that shit turned into blouse. That's what every single new job was like a new youth group. Yeah. You know, like go party and we'd play music for and it would just be like that's like I feel like we've been chasing the same vibe of what the youth group was. And like, at least where I was. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so that's like my first take on it. It's mm. not a negative thing. You know, I think that for, because of my, the way I want to look at it or like the, the trauma, but I do believe that there's a lot that I've blacked out. I think that there's so much of my history that was around youth pastors and camps, leaders that weren't dad, you know, that I was right under who brought me in under their wing. Um, but this one that we're talking about was just a gem. He was a sweet person. He was. I really so like him. sweet. And you know, he was also somebody that didn't have a good voice. And I, and I according to like society terms mm-hmm. and wasn't the greatest musician, but that dude got on stage and, and yeah. did his worship thing. And you'd be like, it's hard to connect with God when you do it because you're not good. And then I would have that thought and I'd be like, that's why it's going to be so easy to connect with God when you do it. And it would be like this thing of like, if he can kill his ego for God, which if you think about that's beautiful. Yeah. It's just kind of like a broken mirror. It's like, Hey, look, look how pretty you are. Yeah. That's how I see it. It's like, I don't, I don't want to tell them they're doing the wrong thing. It's just like, now there's not much I can go back to, to think of that relationship as being productive besides of what it was in that moment that like, I should probably have another mentor in my life now. Mm. I should have more friends in my life. I wish somebody would take me out to lunch. Well, and I think it is good to have a mentor. I think that's why people love having a best friend or when you're like, you ever have a best friend and you start to like grow apart, it starts to get tough. And normally it's like some person latches on, but it's, yeah, it's good to have a mentor. It's good to have someone that can bounce it off. I think of you as a mentor in my life in terms of if I'm having a bad day, I can just talk to you Yeah, because the only other person I'm going to talk to is my girl, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, and I think that like there's, a handful of people that I would trust, but I don't talk to that many. You know, I like, I think that to talk to somebody or to hang out with them, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. There's people that do that. And I think that that youth pastors are in a role where they feel like that is their job. And that's the sad reality. I knew that. And I'd ask them that, like, you're just doing your job. Like, I know you're just doing your job, but you do really care, don't you? And they'd be like, I really care. And I'd be like, I know. I'm sorry that my dad doesn't pay you enough. Yeah. Like, cause I, that's my role. And they'd be like, yeah, we know your role. We're going to be closer than all the others because you know the truth. 
Well, it, and you, you say that my dad didn't pay you enough. The church didn't make a lot of money. My, it's a joke. Yeah, but that's like how <laughs> that's it felt. Tough. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like that's how it felt for me. It was like my dad's the church. We talked. It's just like a. It's like it's you and then my dad. You're the assistant pastor and you're the youth pastor and you're my dad's under my dad. Like my dad, kind of the church is your boss, but my you know that's like and that's the way dad was. He's a leader, you know. Like he likes to control and so. Yeah. It, it runs like a business. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it totally runs like a business. You know? Especially when you start to pull it apart. It's a full capitalistic business. All, all based around a relationship, which is the most dangerous part. It should be based on a religion. Yeah. You know that make it a, you make a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, that was a joke. I'm joking, but we're busy being serious. <laughs> a serious joke. Serious joke. Yeah. Love it. Um, but to to loop you in, because like um there was a, because uh, there's like, I could go off on this person on like certain things about the experience around them, but they had left to start their own church. And this is, this is what started the kind of the breaking down of the youth group. You know, and I was all acting out and trying to think freely, but I wasn't allowed to. So things started to happen. Like my body started to flinch out in weird ways. You know, I'd be like, dad, I have a thought. And he'd be like, can't have that one. And I'd be like, ah! you know, I'd mm. freak out. You know, I'd be like, God, I got anger. And so that was around the time where it was like, I don't want to go to the youth group. No, you have to go. Screw you, dad. Mm. You're not the boss of me. You're going to the youth group. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a crazy. And like, I was like 16, you know, like, ah, this is crazy. I'm still a kid. So this new youth pastor came in. That youth pastor took me out to lunch. And he was like, so chill. And he goes, hey, man, I know that like a while ago you got busted for smoking pot and I used to smoke pot. Like, do you ever do that anymore? And I was like, are you going to tell my dad? And he was like, no. I was like, I mean, yeah, man, it helps me sleep. I love doing it. I love smoking pot. He was like, yeah, I, I used to love smoking it too, man. I just think that like, you just got to be careful. You know, it's a blah, 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 conversation. Like three days later. Nathan, come into the room. I'm like, yeah, what's up, dad? And the way dad told me, he found out was some, some crazy, crazy mm. shit. He was just like, you know, somebody in the church saw you smoking pot with one of your friends, with like Sean, like somebody. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, somebody from the church saw you. And I was like, and I just was, I sucked. I sucked <laughs> at lying. I sucked no, at being mischievous. I was but like the same time when you hear this story, yeah. it sounds crazy, but it's real. I'm the pastor's kid. New youth pastor takes me out. He asks me, I asked me to tell my dad. He says, no, of course not. He tells my dad, dad goes, he's smoking pot. And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, somebody from the church saw you. What if I told you somebody from the church saw you? And I was like, well, what if they did? And he was like, well, what if they did? And I was like, well, then they'd be telling you the truth. And he'd be like, okay, well, you're grounded. I'd be like, who told you? And he'd be like, no, I'm not going to tell you. Right? Yeah. So very quickly, when that 16 to 17 time, you all those outbursts, all that anger, all that crazy feelings I started to have, like all the relationships that were that person before, the older brother, the, the, the other dad, the like, person that was like, whether they were, you know, I was young. I was like, you know, I like, there was just more trust. There was like a different type of, he was a different person, mm. right? He was a really good father. He was a good husband. He was like loyal and trusting. Character really matters. You know, yeah. if you believe in some wacky shit, but you are a good human being and you're full of love and that's what you do every day because that's what you be like. 
you feel needs to be like there's nothing great that's wonderful we all i benefited from that but this other youth pastor like not judging them but just my experience was immediately like damn yo that one's shady and i'm already pissed off at the church so we're done yeah and so he was the youth pastor that was like Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We're done, dude. I'm out. Peace out. Was oh, that the button? Leave it. Don't need it. So I have like a lot of trauma with him based on just those like those last couple months in yeah. the youth group. Like he screwed me. Yeah. I was just like, dude, what a bad look. And then I'd heard he got fired, right? Like he actually had to like step down. And that was three, around three, your time. Three or four years later, yeah. Oh yeah. And that was when welcome. And they didn't Zachary. step down and him and dad got an argument or something about something. And who knows? The drama in the church goes forever, and that's we're not here to talk about drama. We're just here to talk about the trauma. Yeah, no drama, only no drama, trauma. just trauma on this. Those boys cast. Yeah, um, and with that one in particular, that's the one I have the most trauma with. Um, but I am missing this chunk of time where uh, after this, uh, Natalie and her husband started to run the youth group. Yeah, and it was so fun. You mean like right when they got married? Our sister, right when they and got married, her, hus- her ex husband. Um, and they were, they were, <laughs> I remember after living with them uh, for a long time and uh, way later in life, I asked them a lot of questions about that time in life and come to find they were just partying and have a great time and just trying to be a good influence on these kids. No, I, I know they were, yeah. And uh, I just thank them so much for that because that's what, like, uh, being a kid in that time period and have, having to go to youth group, you really just need a healthy influence to just like be a healthy influence on you. That's like, like if that's the environment you're forced into, right? it's like when it, when it feels like it's almost like this dogmatic I- ideas are thrown upon you 24 seven. That's all it is. And then you go to church and more and more and more, and then you go here and more and more and more. And then youth group should be at least that time where you don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it felt like that for me a lot. Yeah. It's like, my experience with like, that's what you had with our sister and her ex-husband, but I uh, didn't have that, but um, there was a lot of fun. It was just mixed with like hour long studies and 30, you know what I'm saying? Like not, not when they did it. I know. (laughs) know, But but no, uh, that was, that I was like 16, almost 17 at the time. Mm. And so, um, you're an adult. I was an adult at the time. So at that time it was the five years I was in the youth group or from 12 to 17. Yeah. So those five years, it was, I had one year with the, the, your main youth pastor that you don't have much trauma with, like you said, and then we had that other one for about four years. And um, yeah, really quickly, you and him hated each other. And I- I not, wasn't that, that hate. Well, he just said yeah, something to me where I looked at him right in his eyes and didn't lose contact. And I was like, you're one of the He's also, he's the, also the same youth pastor that told you to not study science because you'll stop believing in God. Yeah, he said, he said, maybe reconsider going to college. And I asked him why. And he was like, because I left college because it was pulling me so far away from God. And I went, that's why I'm going to college. <laughs> in church, I was like, dude, that's why I'm going. And he was yeah. like, what? And I was like, I'm going to so that I could get pulled out of this more. So I can learn more outside of this, like more other religions and stuff. And he was like, <clears throat> does not compute. Well, and that gets into more trauma I have with him. But he had, before he was a youth pastor, he had mental breakdowns up the wazoo. And then like took all his clothes off and like, I guess. What, while he was a youth pastor? No, this is this is what saved him is he was a drug addict, crazy young oh, kid wow. in the church, raised in the church too. And was like having like weird hallucinations, but not even on drugs. And obviously just, it was like, you know, losing it. But then two years later, whatever is married, 
back in the church trying to be a youth pastor and reached out to us and became our youth pastor. <laughs> Classic. Like, oh, when how did when did you become the youth pastor? Well, I just got out of prison about a couple of weeks ago. And they <laughs> gave me another chance. You know? Yeah. It's like it's a um, job and yeah. I could take care of kids. You know, your your dad's a really nice man. And I think he sees the truth in me. He's giving me another chance to teach the twelve and thirteen year olds. And his twelve and thirteen year olds. Okay. Um yeah, but uh, I'm not trying to call out, call out that situation. Just more, uh, if he was a wild man and he had some wild opinions. Which we all are. And I think that's what's like, without when trying to judge. When you're a 13-year-old boy and you think, that's what's you think this cool surfer looking dude Nobody from Los Angeles. That that's, what, that's what I always thought of him as. I don't think he actually was from Los Angeles, but. Um, be careful though, not to like try no, to point out these people too much. No, who cares, dude? Out of respect. Okay, rather. There's so <laughs> many, there's so many youth pastors that look exactly like this, this guy. This is California. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Open your Bibles to John chapter six. But he was he was super influential to me for a little a few years. I thought of him as a very cool guy, yeah. and uh, I, I looked up to him quite a bit. Um, and I don't think of it really as traumatic. It's more of just like, man, you annoy me now. Like when I think about it, because it's like you were like twenty five, twenty six. Was he that young? If worst, if he was like thirty, like my age right now. But still, to be to be that person feeding such really terrible ideas to children on how they're supposed to think, what they're not supposed to do, how they're supposed to behave around women and and what you're supposed to be as a man. And it's like, dude, you had it so backwards. I really hope you don't anymore. That's mm -hmm. all. My first thought is, I hope you're still not doing this yeah. because you're really confused if you are. I it, mean, maybe they've gotten, but I think you nailed it like what you said was really important there is it's like, should any, anybody be like, I get, like, that's why I like the a mentor is a special person, you know, like, mm. especially when like a, a parent like trusts their kids with, you know, these older men, which are like only 10 years older than their kids, 12 years older than their kids. And they're like, go listen to them talk for an hour, go mm. to lunch with them. You know, our experience is uniquely different because it's like we were with these people a lot. So your relationship with the youth pastors because you're a pastor's kid, right? So your relationship with him was like, well, and, that and was your no, that was group, your father. Well, that was like and another the youth group dad. fell apart, and it went from yeah, like fifteen kids to three mm -hmm. or two, and I was one of them, and I was forced to be there. And uh, he was trying to get more kids in the youth group, so he'd always have a couple kids with them. That's like, where'd you get these kids, dude? Yeah, they go, well, this kids, this kids from this church, this kids from this church. They're they're hanging out with us today, and he just was always like, a, he he loved playing like games, and so we'd always like play soccer or something. And I was young and loved being active, and so it was just kind of like the cool active youth pastor that I got along with really well at the time. When, yeah, when in reality, I had no other mentors in my life. It yeah. was like thirteen to fifteen. Uh, I, it was a weird period of my life where I had no influence from you, no influence from Natalie and uh, really no outside friends in school. I was an independent study because I wasn't really able to stay in school. And so it was like, I went through freshman year of high school and then I dropped out and did independent study until junior year. Mm. So I had like a whole period of a year where it was no other influence besides my skateboard and my youth pastor. It's wild. Yeah. And he was that guy. And so, uh, it's still, like you said, I don't really feel traumatized by him. Well, I think that like the conversation can be shifted then to talk about more of how all of what we've been talking about our trauma has been like the way I like to think, like everything, 
all of this is around this idea of like, so if you need heart surgery, you have to go and like, you have to take a vessel. This is what happens when you need heart surgery. You have to take a vessel out of your leg to rewire the clots in your heart. So it's like a whole rewiring mm -hmm. to get blood just to feed the same heart muscle tissue. It's felt like coming out of the church to getting to where we are today has felt like I had heart surgery and I then had to like constantly go back for surgeries or what have you and like relearn how to like not only like think, but like the way my body reacts to things. And I think the trauma around these youth pastors is just the influence they had on our lives was so serious and so impactful that the ways we respond, it's not a blame game. It's we learn from these mentors. And when you're like my son's age and younger, which is we were, that's what we looked up to these men and also like the counselors that were underneath the youth pastors, right? So the dudes that were in the youth, like the youth group that were just a little bit older, you know, like I looked up to them like older mm -hmm. brothers, they could do no wrong. Yeah. So when I have unraveled that childhood oppressive, all of that, these guys, even the youth pastor talking about prior, it's a good man. He still reinstilled that like in me consistently over and over and over that marijuana was of the devil, mm. that homosexuality was a sin, mm -hmm. that men marry women, mm -hmm. you know, that like men are a leadership role. I mean, but, there's like these, all of these, these are, roles and things that were like really impactfully and like, and it's not just the youth pastors that are doing this. It's the, it's the religion and the youth pastors well, are exactly what they are. The youth pastors, their goal is to be a pastor and all of the youth pastors we had besides, I haven't followed up on the one, the other one, but all the youth pastors we had have become pastors because that's the goal. You start, even our father started as a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. You do this, practice. you practice, and then you start your church. And so that's what most of them do. So they're practicing, but they're also preaching the same message as I, the pastor is going to preach. Yeah, and I get it. Like a pastor, you build relationships with these people. And that's where I'm saying, like, looking at it that way is positive. But the things that were handed down or the things that I absorbed from these dudes that I looked up to so much, you know, uh, when it was time like to move out of the church, I didn't move out of my way of thinking. Like it's like, it's not that easy to rethink about how you see the world. And so who do I think really reinforced that, that way of thinking were these youth pastors. Yeah, hundred percent. And so who they are, like, once again, I'm going to use this saying over and over, I think on this cast, like forgive them for they don't know what they do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even in the moment, it's like, I don't, I didn't know any better as a kid, but looking back on it, I don't have any hateful thoughts. Like you're right. I feel so lucky to not have like been sexually abused by a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, thank God, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, because it's so close and I know people that have been, and that's like, I had a great relationship with these people, mm -hmm. like this one you know, youth pastor and like, let it be. But bro, you didn't prepare me for shit. No one did. Thanks for the Mickey D's and yeah. talking to me about how masturbation was distracting me from my truth with God mm -hmm. because that shit didn't help at all. It actually made me super anxious all the time when yeah. I was like horny Yeah, and you helped me feel really bad about being horny and it's not your fault, mm -hmm. but it kind of is. Yeah. And dad... How would you, oh, because you were okay with it and yeah. you encouraged that yeah. and you still do. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're all just molecules and you're just a molecule and we're all just molecules and 
okay, so I have to like work with all the molecules. And so like, that's the way I think about it is like, I have kind of with certain relationships have always felt like I rose above him by just leaving the church. Like when I was out of the church, it was like, yo, you're cool because it's all good. The difference was like, it's so sad to see like that you fell so hard in high school and mm -hmm. you had no money mm -hmm. and you had nobody and you had a horrible, you know, like no par parent, no parental support. And then then you got all of that in the church. All of that. And so in the you, then you believe all Full of family, it. all these How kids, all this, all this wonderful love and support and so much community. And so how dare I would never judge that, but what a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> trap. Yeah. It's a trap. It's a trap. It really is because I've said this once before. It was like, I wanted to go to Bible college and I was looking at the Bible college in Hungary and it was like, Nathan, why do you want to go to Bible college? Because I want to do exactly what my dad does. And I want to find a wife. Mm -hmm. It was actually all. It's all a trap, dude. It's like, but don't masturbate. But you can only find women in the church. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> keep them as horny as possible so that every single woman they run into, they'll marry. If you're watching the cast, it's like, feels like this. God. <laughs> I feel like most of my childhood was striving for a wife someday. In the church. In the, well, it has to be in the church. It wouldn't be accepted by my family but you know if what, she wasn't. Looking back on it, the reason why it was so hard Pun to intended. find one. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why it was so hard to find one was because when it came time for me actually wanting to date girls and like think about girls, man, I was so freaking horny. <laughs> That like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. So when it was like, hold it up, hold it down, young man, you hold your shit down. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I, I do, I, I, every single woman in the church is somewhat attractive now. It's like, it was just, I, I knew it was like, I, I got it and we're going to break free. It's, we're going to get, we're going to get out of here. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because a lot of these kids actually just do get married to just have sex. And then I got to feel like that's got to be so tough. When it doesn't work out. When it's like, wait, that's it? You know what they and say? They're it's like, like, but she's not that great anymore. The question's like, but what if it doesn't fit? And they're like, we'll make it. We'll make it. It's like, that sounds oppressive. It that sounds fits. demanding. That sounds like not a choice. That sounds like, well, we'll work with what you get. You did, uh, you did touch on something there where uh, you, you were planning on going to Bible college. Yeah, of course. That's That was the train for every pastor's kid, for one, but also every strong Christian is missionary work, Bible college, pastor, or youth pastor. I thought mm -hmm. I was going to become a youth pastor like by the time I was 18, I'll be maybe be shipped off to Los Angeles or something and hang out at a church Ooh. down there and meet a really sexy blonde <laughs> surfer girl and get married for the church and do more church stuff. It was always church. There was no other future for me is besides that, that's church. Like, that's like the Christian, that's like the Coward Chapel Christian appeals. It like, is. As, which it's not racist. It's a little racist. But when you're, when you're, when, you know, it's like, it's not a rate. No, it's not oppressive. It's not racist. And it's not sexist. But what woman are you thinking about? You know, it's like, try to break that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go travel. Don't travel unless you're going to Israel. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm just making jokes, but it's true. No, it's, they're funny puns. I like them. But they're true. Um, I think that like, that's the most trauma I had with youth pastors. These guys was there. 
they're, they had a very serious impact on my, there was no sexual abuse when it came physically, but man, I was extremely sexually abused mentally. And like, whenever I was thinking about the youth pastor thing, that is where my mind goes is thinking about how much of an impact these dudes that didn't know anything, nothing, absolutely nothing. And I don't want to judge them. just like coming from the perspective of like where I think I've grown so much. Well, all of my experiences with like women, men, like gay, you know, transgender, like, like there is trauma in life that happens when you're not making your own choices. And if you're doing things for the wrong reasons, but like sex is, is one of the most, if not the most natural thing. It's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. And everything in life looks like a succulent sort of, (laughs) everything goes in and out, whether it's everything plugging in is male to female. Like, and I know that that's, that's the gender in it. Let's take the gender out of it. There's just ins and outs of everything. Mm. And there's like, and so for me, when it came to like, you can't like think about girls wrong. And then the youth pastor reinforced that. You can't be masturbating. And the youth pastor reinforced that in a cool way, productive way. Then it was like, when it came time to like blood it out, it was like very confusing, very, so much shame. I had so much shame with my own body mm. and I was okay with it because mm. it was reinforced by the youth pastor. Yeah. I just feel so weird. Like I got to do this. And when I do it, I feel so wrong. No, like then the reinforcement, it's okay. This is how you can think about it this way. That's the trauma was like, yeah. you know, and like that shit has taken years and years and years to unwind. And, uh, I never, yeah. I never understood the like, don't masturbate. Um, and I never really was, I don't think taught that, but it was just like, I definitely had youth pastors just, you, know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't masturbate. Yeah, it's going to make you think, think really negative thoughts. And I never really understood that. I'm like, what negative thoughts are you thinking? Because I hadn't, hadn't watched porn until mm-hmm. I was about like 17, like real porn. I just be like, yeah, I think of boobs. That's not that bad. They're just boobs. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm a man. And I'm growing into a man. I should be able to masturbate. Like what the, I could not connect the dots on why it was frowned upon, but I felt so bad for doing it every time. And it was because it was reinforced by a lot of youth pastors and a lot of just at youth, anything youth events with pastors, they'd always reference me as a horny mice. There was this one youth pastor that always said, men, men, horny mice. I know, I know you. And it's like, dude, I am not as horny as you are. (laughs) You're a very horny man. I am a very like kept together young dude that I don't talk about my sexuality with anybody. And I masturbate in the bathroom. He's over here like, (laughs) I want want to have sex with all of you. I'm holding it in. It's like, geez. Hormones raging. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're youth pastors. (laughs) How long have you not masturbated is the question. Yeah. Go down 15 years. Run! Where's your wife? She left me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you want to know what happens when you don't masturbate. Never mind, forget that joke. But there was a lot of just a lot of masturbation talk, and I just couldn't connect to it. And there's also a lot of like sitting in like uh, boys sitting in groups with the youth pastor, and the youth pastor bringing up masturbation, and then all of us talking about it. And it's like that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. It, it, there's certain things that like I, I think you're right. I 
just don't remember because they were so awkward. I might have blacked them out. I don't think it was traumatizing. It was something that was so normalized. And when you when you break out of the church and you look back on it, you're like, it's still normal. And then you grow up a little more and you're like, still normal. And then you grow up a little more and you're like, none of that's normal. Yeah. And then you're like, did anybody else in the youth group have the same experience? Not really. Yeah. Ours was very intertwined. Mm. But there were similarities, but not really. And so like, besides you. So, yeah. Um, and, and so I think that that's very dangerous. I think that's damaging. Uh, at the, right, you know, the beginning of this cast, and this is a good segue to kind of like maybe end our conversation to kind of open the door to next week's conversation is I saw a picture on Reddit and we'll bring this back up. Maybe if I remember, I saved it for next week, but it was a picture of like some sort of university church somewhere in the South. And the, Caption just said, you know, evangelical fanatics have been praying in this church for over two weeks. And it was just a picture of all these kids. It must have been like 15, 16, yeah. 17 year olds. Like what we're talking about, like a youth prayer, all arms, you know, prayer arms or whatever. Like thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And they're like really going for it. And the picture was nuts. And there's like, I zoomed in all of it. It's totally triggering this morning when I looked at it and I was like, oh, good thing we're not talking about missions trips or like summer camps, you know, you, you know, whatever, because we're going to be talking about that next week, which is like mission trips or camps or this idea of like call to arms and traveling to go and do the Lord's work. Well, I think, I think if we're going to talk about camps, we're just talking about camps, we're talking about mission trips, we're talking about mission trips, both have trauma in different ways. And we haven't talked different. about camps yet. Yeah, so maybe we can do that next week. We can do camps. Um, I have stuff to talk about for both. Yeah, I so can do I. camps or, or mission trips. And like, I didn't think I was gonna have anything to say about youth pastors, but after I think about it, it's like, no, all of it's pretty traumatizing. Once, once, once again, those boys here in the studio are surprised to find why, you know, it's, it makes sense why it's tiring to do this cast because mm -hmm. we know if we just start talking, now we probably open a can and we look inside and we're like, we're learning. It does feel like that. And I just made the short today on when we talked about how like this is a th like a therapy experiment that we're doing and it's really a therapy experiment. Yeah. And it's I just, so I, real. I really hope that like we have gotten messages and some, the people, some people have watched have grown up and healed. Some haven't. And, but we've been, we've heard from you that our conversation about our trauma is not only inviting, but also like helps. And so, um, that's the real goal. No Jesus complex here, but, that makes us really happy to know that like our vulnerability, which we love, I love being this. Mm -hmm. I love I, as much as it's tiring and I get frustrated. And then all of this week is now thinking about youth pastors and yeah. being like, well, I didn't talk about this. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe 125 episode, 125. Will, you know, it's like, just so much time out. and conversations we're gonna have with other people that I think we just get to keep learning and creating this space. Yeah. But just to kind of loop back, that picture was like triggering because what I thought was like, oh, it's a war because me, it's me and Zach are just two and there's so many. Oh, wow. And every single year that I've been trying to heal and it's taken me 12 fucking years to heal. Mm -hmm. Every year there's two weeks of like kids praying like crazy evangelical fanatics. And that was the first thought that hit me. It was just this ego, like war and like, and I immediately dropped that. And I just felt fear and mm. I just felt pain and I just felt like sad. And I was like, then I was like, like, of course this is going on. This is why we're talking about this. This is why we're creating. This is why it's, this is why there's so much hate 
from people is because there are like zealots out there, you know, for the Lord that are just like kids who don't know any better. And we're talking about the trauma being like, and I'm like seeing that. I'm like, dude, they don't even know any better. And they're in there for two weeks. Like, but that, that's, that's, I mean, you weren't that at 16. I think you were breaking out. I still was in that at 16. That's what, because, and that's like where I'm like, I so could be that kid. We, we must, we should, we, you know how like people stand outside of the uh, drag Christmas party. Yeah. We should stand outside of that prayer and like hit the drum, like, Stop your prayers. Oh my God, that'd be so invasive. <laughs> exactly, that's the joke. Bong, 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 bong. Stop praying. Hey guys, stop praying. Come eat the good We're food. We're those boys. Um, but my It's point, just tough when it's kids, dude. It's, yeah. And I get idiotic adults doing stupid stuff that's like, you think that, okay, cool, good for you. You've made that choice. A 16-year-old raised in it since birth is not making any choices for themselves. No, not yet. They are still just reflecting their parents, their youth pastors, their church. Yeah. None of it is real. Then and when they break free, they have to learn how to make choices yes. on their own. And that takes however much time. And then once they get to learn how to make their own choices, there's normally a, like a whole entire like smorgasbord of unhealthy decisions and healthy decisions to balance out the two before mm. it's learned by that project. Those, those are projections, right? Like, and so that's why I consider it to be heart surgery mixed with tons of little surgeries and scrapes and bruises. It's a never ending healing process. And I think like the more you look into your past, the more that it creates space for real healing, but life is joy and suffering. So sometimes when you look into the past as a pastor's kid, for like what we've been through, it there is a lot that I've blacked out. Mm. And so when I see these kids, like maybe a few of them break free out of the church over the next year, like how much are they blacking out right now? You know, because it's traumatic to be going through that and then breaking free. It's like, if you stay in it, it's not traumatic, mm. but if you break free, what you're experiencing right now is going to be real trauma and you're going to have to have some nightmares about that. Mm. Come on the cast. We'll talk about it. Yeah. That's what I was, you know, it's like, there's just like, there's. I think, I think that's the, what we're doing is all we can do, man. And, and, yeah. and anything, anything more, I don't think would do us any good in terms of like, yeah, I start to just feel violent. I just get triggered, man. I get triggered. triggered. Yeah. I get more triggered now, but not like I get way more triggered now feeling like we have a duty to keep doing this podcast because look what's going on out there. But yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's where I want to like, just this week, man, you called me mm-hmm. with, a, or I called you just so happened to be at a good time. And you came up with a whole new mental awareness on your life and you couldn't help it. But I was like, Hey man, I called you and you went, I need to tell you something. And you just talked for like 10 minutes about this whole new mental thing you figured out with mom and dad. When I called you the other day. Oh, when we were talking about mom and dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't think it was figured out. I think I was just verbalizing it. Yeah. I mean, you were, I think you were talking about it with Alex, but like, uh, that, how, where was I going with that? I have no idea. I was saying something, I think just about how like, and you're 30. Yeah. And you're learning like that. It takes a, it takes a lot of work to learn like what it really means to be going to these prayer things and then to like, try to think for yourself outside of the church. Well, I just don't think people really understand what it means to be raised in the church from birth. Or some people don't. I mean, that's, so, why, we're, so, that's well, why we're I mean, trying I'm, to I'm thinking about this. It. There's this gentleman that posted or uh, commented on one of our posts recently, and he was um, like disagreeing with uh, 
when you left the church, um, like oh, the worship team. Yeah, I left the worst of it. You shouldn't have been there anyway if you don't believe in God. Like, why yeah. would you be there? And it's like, dude, yeah, you probably chose this. You probably chose this. Of course. Yeah. Of course it makes sense to you. But when you are raised in it, you have never had a thought different than this religion and you're 16 and you have a thought that you don't want to do this anymore, this religion. And it, and it at the time, ruined your life. Like, in terms of like, oh, any support you have, it's gone. Everything in your life is gone. And it's like that mentality. It's like people... If you weren't raised in it, it's pretty tough to understand where we're coming from when we talk about this trauma. I, I think it would be. And it's like, you have, you have to put yourself in I also shoes. think that that person that you got into a little conversation with online, like they don't, maybe they didn't watch the podcast. Well, no, actually. So I, uh, because that, we that, was, ha- the that was the whole thing. conversation. The whole conversation was like, we didn't know any better. That was the trauma. Yeah. That like, obviously, I think you even said that in the podcast, like, obviously you shouldn't have been in the worship team if you're not a Christian anymore. It's a Christian band. Yeah. Like, that's odd. But it's like, but when you're 15, like, that hurts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. And I commented and said, go go watch the cast. And he said something else. I said, go watch the cast again. And he he liked it. And he said he would. And so I really hope he did. It's like, uh, the shorts are supposed to drive people to the podcast. But if you're a Christian and you see the shorts, it drives you far away. You just watch more shorts because it's triggering. Well, no, it's because you comment. Oh, I'm not going to watch the podcast. I don't want to learn about The them. algorithm <laughs> loves them because they, they'll comment on the video. And that's like the biggest algorithm yeah. point. And so it's like, you're going to see more of our videos now, dude. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling chill. That was good. Yeah. Combo, man. Better than I thought it was going to go. I never. I never think it's going to go well. No expectations. No expectations. <laughs> I think We're getting better at opening up. That's for sure. About yeah. topics. Because yeah. Lord knows it's like, Lord knows. Lord knows. What I mean is like universe knows uh, that uh, if I ever feel like, oh, I don't have any trauma there. It's like, yeah, you do. Why don't you just have a conversation about it and see what happens? Okay, buddy. It's <laughs> like, get pretty old pal. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. By the way, uh, I was talking to my barber um, two days ago, three days ago, something like that. And uh, he was just going off about podcasts because our podcast, I mean, we always just talk about like what he's doing, what I'm doing. And, uh, um, we start talking about podcasts. You start talking about Joe Rogan and and how, Jr. We don't say this. Jr. Um, how he's like, oh yeah, dude. Have you have you watched this series that he does? And it's like with one of his buddies. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't really watch him anymore. And then he's like, yeah, they 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 take mushrooms and do the podcast, blah blah blah, all these things. And I was like, oh, have you watched one with Post? And we're talking about it. In the back of my head, I'm like, we should take mushrooms and do the podcast. We have. I know, but we haven't taken a good amount of mushrooms. Oh, dude, it would be so intense. I think it would be a fun podcast, but we should do it for a fun one where we dress up. Like it would be like a Halloween cast where we take mushrooms. That would be fun. Not, I don't want to do <laughs> trauma and with mushrooms. That yeah, would get dude. really emotional and weird. I think like if it was like we have our chill, we have to have more chill podcasts. Yeah, but I think they'd be fun uh, sometime in the future. I'll pray about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, on that note, because uh, we're going to, if you've been listening, thanks for listening. Thank you for and listening. And we're going to go on over to the Game Cam. Game Cam. Let's oh, play. Yeah, he's on now. All right. So is it me first or you first? Who won I won first? last time. You won last time? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Are you sure you won? Sorry. I kicked your ass last Our time trouble. we played uh, Labyrinth. And, well, I mean, no, no, no. Oh, I thought we were talking about the last time we played Trouble. Oh, I, I think you beat me in Trouble. But I guess we can go winner of last game. Yeah, you can go. That's, you go. that's what we do normally. Go. So we won the last one. Go, start it off. 
or you're not going to go. So we're playing trouble today, and go. If you're still listening, that's awesome. We're going to try to play fast. We know it's a. We know this is a long game, but we love the game trouble. And um, if you're hearing that pop, yes, Nathan just got. Oh, whoops! We got the polys in our home base. Sorry. If you get a six, you get a home base, which I just did. In the start, I'm red. It's yellow. I get a three, one, three, four. No, it's right. Oh, oh I, I got a six. Nick, I'm, I'm out. Two six. out. I have this is not, not this is not yet. One, two, three, four, five. It never looks good for one player for the first. No, not at all. One, two, three, four. Oh, you want that too? Shake it, baby. Shake it. One, two, three, four. I'm coming for you. One, second. two, three, four. Right. I need that six. I need that six. Oh, you got it. Got a six, baby. So if I get a three or four, you're I'll done. I'll kill you if you get a three. Oh, wow. That's not good for me. You, you one, got a five. two, three, four, five. You better hope I get a one. Ooh, oh, ooh. you one, can. two, three, three four, four, five, six. six. I just got a six, but I was blocking my home base. So therefore, yeah, I, I couldn't go. Couldn't, couldn't go. Three. I got a three. I got I to gotta move on. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming done. for your ass, boy. Six. Ooh, uh, coming so for you. Tied game right now. Two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, you're son of a bitch. I just got Put out and then got a three and kicked me out. Four. Move it. One, two, two three, three, four. Two. Two. three. Four. We know I'm going to get a six. No, you're not going to get six. Watch. I'm on Nate's home base. If you, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I knew it. I hate this game. See you later. You're in trouble, baby. So, Nate has fully wiped me all my pieces back That's to my right. side. You're he has in. three out now. He's a cheater. Oh, let's go. Oh, snap oh, okay. I just now. got one out and I'm gonna uh, the one creep is, up uh, on his booty. You can, you, you're gonna get me. Okay, I accept it. One, two, three, four. It's I impossible. just snatched one in 80, boys. Uh, it's, it's impossible, you know? That's the part of the game. No. Oh. Get that one, get that one, get that one, oh, dude. Get that one, get that one. I'm coming for you. I nope, but you know. Wow, I'm getting some. I'm getting the bad rolls. No six today, baby. No mm. six today. Three. Oh no, Nate's getting low rolls. They're all low right now. Or if I get a two, I'm gonna wipe one of the other pieces out. Five. One, two, three, four. <laughs> You're almost in base, though. You almost got the base. first points. Oh my gosh, these ones suck, dude. You're one, in base. two, three, four. So I Zach got in base. Point number one goes to Zachary. Finally, got a six. Nice That's six. so lame. Dang. Another six. Nature's getting all the sixes. Six in base. Safe. Yes. One. No. Six. Zach got another two. six. Three. Three. One, wow. two, three, four, five. That's a big lead. I don't know if I can catch you there. Six. Nate has all his pieces out. Come and get One, me. One, two, three, four. I'm coming for you, baby. Coming in hot. Sure. Wait, One. Wait. Coming in hot, he said. One, two, three. Coming in hot, baby. Look at this. That's pretty uh, hot. Right on your tail, hot, baby. Yeah, if you had to get a one, I took your one for you, so you're not going to get that one. You don't know that. You don't know that. You could have got me. You could have got me. I just want to show you. Oh, I took my hands off. Wow, I didn't even see that, bro. 
I really didn't even see that. That sucks. Oh no, this is, that's mine. You almost hit it again. You have. To, you know what happens if you roll out of turn? You have to lay on the ground <laughs> for ten seconds. Don't do it. I know. Wait. What do you have to say? Nothing. You just have to count to ten with your face hitting the pavement. I don't want to do it in here. Duh. You got a three. I know, but it's like I don't think you're gonna get one, 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 two. Oh, sandwich board. Smorson board. One. Three. Yes. You're no, done. dude. How is that possible? Played you like a old fiddle. If you didn't know too, I'm get out shook. I'm shook. One, two, three, four, five. You're gonna be shook. Oh, that's One, a big two, roll for three, you. Four, five, baby. I can't, I can't catch you right now. Coming in for that second point. Oh. They got another six. Doesn't even need it. Actually, you can really bounce one of those close. You're in. One, two, Zach three. Zach has two points. Two points. I mean, I have nothing else out though. One, two, three, four, five. If I can't get two a points, six. two versus two. Oh, I just no, got a six. No, no. Fun. Oh no, you got. You're gonna use that six. He just got to run. See you later, buddy. Oh yeah, take that one. Keep inching your way. Let's go. I need a big number here. One, two, three, four. Uh, Nate got the perfect point. Nate needs one point to win. I'm inching my way across uh, the board. I love these 2.0s. I love me. I, we should have a 2.0 gold. One, two, three, four. Big numbers now. If you get a low number, yes. I think I got big One, numbers two. the rest of the game. We have five more rolls for me. Big numbers. Oh, no. Nate's getting all big numbers. Oh, no. Six. No. Oh, I just got the six and kicked Nate out of the no. board, baby. Coming in hot, dude. They, you know what they say is you might I got be that in six, trouble. Baby. Just got a six, got back out. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. All everything about right in these situations. Run, 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 you got a two. If I get a three, four, one, two, three, four. You're just gonna chase me down. One, two, three. Leave me alone. One, <gasps> two, three, four, five. Leave me alone. No, so no, I need a four. no, no, no. Oh. You can't get. You can't get me, man. Huh? One, two. You could have been safe. Oh. <laughs> Put your finger on it. Your <laughs> so right now, Zach's rolling out of turn with the game trouble. And in our family, what happens if you run out of turn? You have to put your face on the ground and count to ten. Go! Oh, dead oh right I now. Did. It, did. it ruins the odds. So because the odds are now ruined, the game is no longer based on the odds. Based off a mistake. Put your face on the ground. Count out loud. One, two, three, four. Five, six. You can hear that in the mic. Seven, eight. That's called. Nine. It's called pain. Ten. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for following the rules. Yeah, sit back up. I know that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Snap, dude. <laughs> I had to get the mic down there for you. <laughs> I was like breaching it. Like, <laughs> how do you feel? I just feel so shame. It sucks. It sucks. It's one of those lessons you're supposed to be like, I'm never rolling out of turn again. I can't believe I did it. I knew it was happening. I was like, no, damn it.
No, I don't right. cast. So now it's your my turn. turn. And odds are not in your favor. You know what? I would have gotten that low number. Now I'm going to get the high numbers. You're six now. It sucks for you because <laughs> probably would have won. <laughs> I know. Oh, Dang, I you just got a six. six dude, you probably would have won. <laughs> Oh, you got the five. That's a good look. You're in. One, it's a, two, right now, it's a tied three, game. Four, five. Yeah, it's a tough tied game. I'm going to get a four. If you get a four, I'm masturbating on the cast. You got a one. Oh, no. You're safe. Six. You're safe. Okay, now this is the run. We can't steal each other. Can't steal each other, but it's the run to the finish, and you have a way lead. No, I'm going to get small numbers the whole way. You're going to get six. big One, two, three, four, five, six, oh, baby. so pissed. Hopping across the no, board. No, dude, got one. No. One, two, three, four, five. All right, I'm actually closer now. Okay, I got to feel this roll. If I get a three, I win. <laughs> what do you need? You don't think you can get in right now? No, you just need... No, nope, you can't even use a six. <gasps> I can't use a five. Three. Nate's closer. You needed that three. Nate needs a one, two, three, four. Nate needs a five to Come win. On, get a one and I'll get a five. If get I a get one, a, get a if one. If I get a three, oh, you have the three. I know, but you'll get a one. Two. two. Bummer. Yeah, Wait. five. Yeah. Ooh, Nate took the one. And now you need a four. four. Three. <laughs> game over, God, baby. Son of a game over, baby. Him in hot. That's how the last game ended. That's how the last game ended. And I won. I won. I won. I won. That means Daddy came in one two point on troubles. I just did that scream there because I'm pissed, but at the same time, that's what you're going to use for the picture of the thumbnail. That's going to be some great pictures right there. Those were you, good. You did a picture too. We're going to be both like, ha! <laughs> oh man, what a beautiful. What a close game. Look at the pizza. That was a great game. Dude, Trouble couldn't have never gone better. That wasn't that long at all. It was a good 10-minute game. What's fun about Trouble is that it really is based on the odds, and sometimes that miss roll is like, you had big numbers, now you're getting ones the whole yeah. game. And you're like, oh my yep. God, I got ones the rest of the game because of my miss roll. It's definitely like so much trickier to play with the full four people because oh, yeah. by the time it gets back to you, the no, odds are just all over the place. Yeah. But when you get in that rhythm where it's like, I get a six, then I get a one. And then you get a six, and then I get a two. Yeah, it's like, and then you get it. It's like, dude, you're on the sixes yeah, right now. It's like, <laughs> I quit. I'm done. This game's rigged. That's the way it feels, man. Uh, <sighs> All right, and um, do you have any any homework you want to go over? Any? Uh, um, yeah, I should remind myself to. I need to re-render this cast without the music, so I can make shorts of that game because that was a good game. Of what game? Of this game. I normally don't do shorts of the games because there's music behind it. Uh, and also it's but like the music sounds good on shorts but then i can't do any cuts but they sound really good the cuts sound really good but i think they sound it, good but it makes the music feel like it's skipping no it makes it just it's a part of it i think that's everyone sounds like they're skipping with the new editing you know where it's like no that's what i'm trying man back and in and then you back front and say you i quit and it we're done and you're like whoa i just learned everything so much faster but it sounds glitchy hmm. i was listening to that short you made with the song of the short and it sounded really cool because it was like you were like DJing it's like you know like it it's sounds. interesting that how it sounds to you yeah if you, if you if you think that way maybe others might think that way too in the comments please let us know oh you're being so present by being that right now thank you thank you for being thank you for being thankful that I'm being present and you, you know what? being thankful you know what time it is it's I, time to say it's time to say thank you thank, thank you. you yep thank you thank you Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 27. And uh, to finish off the cast, congratulations, those boys, for 
400 subscribers on YouTube. Yes. Yes. That was a tough, tough hundred. When we start, hundred. When we started this, um, it's worse than we thought it'd be oh, when it came so when it came tougher. to uh, how much subscribers really are. Thank you. Yeah. For, for thank the, you. The, the person who broke us 400 and the one of you that subscribed recently. Yes. Please stay with us. <sighs> yeah, it's an interesting game we're learning as becoming influencers on the interweb. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, the real like yeah the grind years and the, we are just deep deep now in these grind years that we're gonna be putting in. I like it, and I like it. Yeah, no, some weeks harder than others to edit, but lot to learn. A lot of lessons I've been learning on uh, patience. Yeah, and I'm happy you have a better job because all of this feels a little bit, even if it's like more work, it's still like. Life is easier when you're happier at your job. Happier job and making more money. Making bank. Making bank. All right, everybody. Love you. Thanks for watching. Love you, everybody. Love, 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 love. Love is the answer. 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 Love is the answer, even with a cancer, even with a flat, with a pat, with a prancer. She got nothing on her booty. I got something, she's got sweet. Even with a better, with a pat, with a flat. Hit her with a better, with a better, with a bet. I go far, she goes with me. Hit her with a, put her with a powder, with a pee pee. Ooh, ooh. Sugar muffin, sugar muffin. Ooh, ooh. I'm just gonna be, you know what? We're faded out by now because yeah. my plan is we're gonna have the jazz music in the background, but then I'm gonna cut it out and yeah. we're gonna fade out that song. Okay. So it's gonna be like, parent, damn. Bam, bam, take it away.